Um, have you ever been victimized by new age spirituality? We've been, we've been waiting for you. We've been waiting. You're going to want to listen up. I'm Megan, an intuitive life coach and Reiki master. I'm Ryan, a professional astrologer, and we want to show you what spirituality is by talking about what it is not. Con artist. Yes. Snake oil salesman. There are so many susceptible people out there. And then they're tainted. They're ruined. They don't want to come back to spirituality. We still have a lot to learn, and we will humble ourselves and learn, I think, every freaking day. This is Claire Annoyance. A podcast of spiritual interference. Mic check, mic check, mic check, 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 Welcome back. KW195. Serious XM. Um, I, uh, uh, hi, everybody. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate us five stars on your respective podcast app or whatever it is. But we never push the reviews. So please go hit five yeah. stars. I just want to say that straight out the gate. Okay. Don't, no, mm-hmm. no beating around the bush on this. Yeah. Being direct here, not passive. Pretty emotionally. please. Pretty um, please. Yeah. If you love it, Show us love. It really helps. It really helps. Rate it. Review it. It's algorithm gods. Yeah. This is a passion project, people. (laughs) Jesus. This is a labor of love. (laughs) Send Ryan five bucks on Venmo for some coffee. Because I I joke. I'm just a talent here. I mean, as are you. But this would not the the laborious intent that it takes to get this going and and from the graphics to the instagram to the loading to the editing um so at the very least if you could please give us five stars it would be oh so appreciated (laughs) yeah and like go to our website let us know if there are topics you're interested in hearing about or go to our instagram and let us know we got an email address clairannoyancepod at gmail.com um, you know, let's just let us know. Keep us keep us in the fold. We're this is now gonna be our 19th freaking episode. Amazing. It is amazing. And it's getting better and better and better. Our listenership's going up. I'm loving what we're doing. I'm so stoked. Um I am too. I am too. So today we're gonna go off on another little we're freestyling. Seren- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're freestyling. Serendipity session. Venus is about to hit in retrograde. It's already causing some chaos dude it really it is it is but it's like a it's like venus is a benefic planet no matter what so it's sort of like even in retrograde it's like good things happen it can be uncomfortable it's like that meme that said um that it said when when formal when people pleasers or former people pleasers have um set boundaries and they're like i'm now in my villain era and it's like you're adorable yeah yeah tell me more villain what are you doing how are you not letting emotionally unavailable motherfuckers maul you which is what we're talking about today emotional unavailability because we've been experiencing this in our personal and professional lives and i know it's just time to rip on it it's a weird concept because so many people talk about it. it's very hard. It's not like it's not like we have little flip switches on us where it's like we can be like, ding, I am emotionally available today. Like mm-hmm. not today. Like I don't. It's hard. It's really hard, especially if 
like, because we can go back and forth. Like, I could be literally today available, the next day unavailable emotionally. And that's know? okay, but communicate that. And I think that's right. like, what you see is what you get with me. If I'm not in the mood, if I cannot take it, if I cannot tolerate it, if I'm not able to be present in the manner in which you need, I communicate that via text, email, my words, smoke signal, some way I'm getting across that I am not going to be present in the manner in which you probably need. And it is so simple to state this, especially in the era where you don't even have to call somebody on the phone and say you could activate your spirit fingers and text it to somebody. Um, can you tell I'm annoyed? <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> It's true. It's hard. It's very difficult. I think especially if, I mean, like like you were saying, if you're a people pleaser, you're going to be somebody who's not going to be uh, very good at saying, hey, I'm not available today. But also, mm-hmm. it's, I think like there's like, what do you do when you're used to somebody being emotionally available, but then they're unavailable and they communicate that and you're like, fuck. Self-soothe. Another, yeah. that brings you me to another great point that like, with my clients and it's like i i have given like i'm constantly researching intuitively making magic giving a a freaking gosh darn great toolbox use the tools so you can figure this jam out yourself we become so reliant on everything else but ourselves that what if the internet goes down what are you going to do what if what if you're not able to like self soothe Mm-hmm. Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My patience is just thin right now. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. No, self-soothing is really important. It can be hard, though, because I feel like sometimes it doesn't satisfy the way that you want it to, right? No, of course um, not. Yeah, but it that's also an important thing to kind of lean into, right? This is called being an adult. But if you're constantly needing that that extra piece from everybody else... Right. I mean, you're gonna set. You're gonna be in a lifetime emotional deficit. There's no way, you know. So, no. Of course, you want someone to be like, "Hey, I see you. I feel you. You know, I got you. That's lovely." But people are tapped out right now, and mm-hmm. so, and then, hencing the emotional unavailability. But they're tapped out, and they're not doing anything to restore the tank. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, and it's everywhere. It's just, and it's absolute chaos. And now we have Venus, who, even though she's a, what did you say? Benefic? Benefical? Benefic. Yeah, benefic. <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> yeah, planet. Yeah. I just knew I was going to add extra vowels. Yeah. <laughs> that. I know. It's a weird word. <laughs> but, I mean... We've both been dealing with people, places, things that who we love dearly or we quite frankly, we don't love dearly. But it's just like, come on. And it's just and so we were just chatting before we got on here and, you know, catching up. What do you do? What do you do when someone is emotionally unavailable or, you know, how how do you let people know? That you're emotionally unavailable. And here's the thing. You don't have to go on Instagram and make a post about it. It doesn't have to be on your story that you're closed for business. Though, you know, not a bad idea if you're up, if, if that's your cup of tea. But uh, ghosting for days and days and days at a time. 
starving people, uh, you know, of, if, if you're going contact, I mean, it's just, we're creating some mental, some mental torture issues here. We really uh, are. And Venus is going to definitely make people feel like nobody's emotionally available for you. It's funny because Venus doesn't rule emotions, but it has to do with like the relating with each other. Um, and Ooh. that's, uh, that, that's big because, well, the one thing that did pop up, I just literally searched emotional unavailability. And like the first thing that popped up on Google was this doctor saying, when we say someone is emotionally unavailable, we mean that they are not comfortable feeling their own emotions, sharing Ooh. emotions with others, or being present and responsive to someone else's emotions. So there's literally no reciprocity when there is an emotionally unavailable person. It doesn't mean... So if you're dealing with that type of person, it doesn't mean that they're, you know, right. That they're setting like some boundary that needs to be set between the two of you. It just means that they're setting a boundary for themselves probably, or they're they're not able to tap into emotions and they're not healthy. Like maybe their boundary is too thick or something, right? I don't know. There's plenty of reasons Avoiding. why. Yeah. yeah, there's plenty of reasons why there might not be a free flow of emotion between two people. But that's a freaking frustrating thing damn it i i really just feel that because like i like i it's pretty rare for me at least cancer moon though to feel like i can't express my emotions you know like i'm pretty fucking mm -hmm. like okay like yeah let's like get into that or whatever um so it's 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 weird for me to like see that like other people don't have a capacity mm -hmm. you know that does it make you uncomfortable um it doesn't make me uncomfortable it makes me frustrated because i feel like I, there, there's so much that i think would be fixed <laughs> if people <laughs> fucking just <laughs> were honest about their goddamn feelings <laughs> like i really don't understand so like no no it doesn't make me uncomfortable it makes me frustrated it just does because i'm like man if you just fucking would like open up a little bit be fucking honest like spill your heart out a little bit trust me emotionally this is gonna get fixed here um it's mm -hmm. just a weird thing but people lack trust and i understand that wholeheartedly totally mm -hmm. totally totally right um it's it's like you're not gonna open up emotionally to like some complete stranger um, but you sometimes people I i've had a few clients and, and Mary Dell being one of them when, you know, like she won't mind me saying this, but she would just in the beginning, she'd like from A to Z tell you everything. Like, why? <laughs> why would you? <laughs> what qualifications does this individual have? Why did you tell them this? And it was like, oh, you know, and people just think they're sharing. It's like, no, you're trauma dumping or you've given someone way too much information so that, you know, like, and I, is that, is that another aspect of emotional unavailable? You would think it's emotional availability, but if you just like barf up everything on somebody and then it's like, do with this what you will. I don't know. I'm just, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, no, it totally does. Cause yeah, it's like, well, is that really emotional availability or is that just a lack of emotional intelligence? Yeah. But, you know, we all have the we all have these friends. And the thing is, everyone's looking. It's, you know, we're we're addicted. You have these people who are addicted to healing. They're addicted to, you know, to the process. But then it's like, are you integrating the work or are you just analyzing it? Then you have people who are stonewalled, who won't let anybody in, who won't be present, who who are avoiding it. It's just 
I know, but then it's so funny because we talk about this stuff. We're like, fix this, do this better. <laughs> but like, what do you think yeah. we would do for a living if people actually did fix these issues that we complain about them not fixing? You know, because these are like literally what people see us for. <laughs> We're like, well, it's, <laughs> I think we would then get to, you know, like then the new challenge because you're never. One thing I heard this week was um, I've learned all the lessons, which I've done all the healing. And I was like, do you know what you've just said when you say that you've just opened the door mm-hmm. for the universe, God, spirit, whoever you believe in, you just opened Pandora's bullshit box and you're about to get clobbered because anytime you make a statement of I've done all the healing, I've done all the work. This job is never done. You are never done working on yourself in any realm whatsoever. There is always room for improvement. But when you make that declaration and and it it was an energy healer who said this someone, I was like, oh, Christ, I'm cleaning up on aisle five. It's going to be like that big boulder that like the cartoon where the boulder crushes the little person running. That's what's about to happen. And said it so seriously, like, no, I've done everything. Okay. Come on. I think that I, I would hope that if people did just a third of the work, that then we would we would up our game. You know, like right. we would We'd be like working on some other better shit. Yeah. You we would have to rise to the occasion more so and more so. But people love their story. They love their drama. They love their nonsense. It's so true. They get high. They get high. You can see it. Oh, you can see it. Get them get high. How do you not know how to look at an emotion? It feels so primitive. You know, it's just like. Especially men. Yeah. But then there's like funny stuff. I think of men who are under pressure to remain stoic, right? Yeah, 110%. So it's like, there's also like the societal issue of like not feeling your feelings as a man. Men are dying, man. I mean, because of this lack of emotion, because they're a human being. And then the, the expectations that are set, you're only allowed to have two emotions if you're a dude, anger mm-hmm. and happiness. So, and whether, and of course people are like, no, I don't think that. But- subconsciously you do when a man cries how do you feel when a when mm. a dude when a dude cries in front of you does it make you uncomfortable what how how, how does it make you feel I, so we're just in this spot and i'm trying to figure like how how can i be a better service how can i help i think i saw a tiktok that was explaining this um, where some chick was like, you know how everybody's doing their icks? Like, here's my ick for my boyfriend <laughs> or my girlfriend or whatever. Um, I saw somebody complaining about someone else's icks. And she was like, this TikTok I saw was like, of course, I'm like, I watched a TikTok where the girl was like, I watched a TikTok. So it's all whatever, TikTok tree. Um, but she like literally was like watching someone's TikTok. And the girl was basically complaining about like how she went to her boyfriend's grandma's funeral and saw her boyfriend cry at his grandma's funeral. And she just was like, ick, like, Ooh, he's like, I, I'm sorry. Could you imagine what? That's an ick. I hope that you got broken up with you. I mean, because I mean, there you, well, and that's the thing. I know I, I probably sound a little ornery about it, but it's just such an issue right now. 
this this emotions and the unavailability or the reaction or the non-reaction and it it makes my head because it's everywhere right now in my life at least or what I'm seeing so I'm talking to people and I'm like huh I'm listening and it's just like I don't I'm a little stumped right now as to what direction to guide (laughs) yeah no it's weird I don't understand. And I think that there is like somewhat of a gender thing there, I guess. But like for sure. I even think like in the in the gay community, like men are more sensitive. But they all actually kind of suck at this stuff too, <laughs> to be honest. They really do. Yeah. They lack that like spectrum of emotional intelligence, I guess. Um, they really don't know how to handle much. Uh like largely. That's part of that's like relational issues too, I think, of like how do you handle people and act in relationships i've really been diving into dudes because my i mean my clientele base is majority women i do have a few fellas but in my efforts to try and understand more in the classes that i'm taking and definitely once i'm done and i'm able to speak more articular articularly articulate you know (laughs) when you're able to articulate more (laughs) (laughs) there you go i would like to talk about it but it is, I mean, we've stumped men, man. And and women today don't want to have these conversations about it, understandably. You know, like I, but I just, I, there's got to be more here. I know I said this on the last podcast, but I just, I'm like, there's more here. And I just feel this rumbling and I'm just, I'm getting, I don't mind when I get irate. It makes other people uncomfortable, but that means that there's a passion there. So I need to do something with this anger mm. is is i iration that's a band is irate a form of anger i wonder i think so they feel like synonyms to me yeah i think so let me look up the term irate. <laughs> yeah yeah feeling or characterized by great anger yeah i'm just i'm yeah. i'm there's this rustling so i'm doing the work on myself i'm taking these classes i'm trying to understand you know, like I'm a, I'm a seeker, I'm a learner, but I'm, there's no, no answers are coming forth. And I'm hearing these things. I'm hearing these problems, men, women, this, that. And it's just, I mean, I'm hoping something pops here soon. I, 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 I but I don't know. We're so focused on such weird things. There's such huge social and societal issues going on mm-hmm. right now that need to be addressed. But we're also fucking caught up in our own little individual lives. But then we're not emotionally mm-hmm. available or emotionally intelligent enough to be able to handle our own little fucking emotional lives. Like, uh-huh. and how to relate with each other in any good sort of fucking way. I don't love the astrology of it, like, to be honest, oh. where it's like North Node to Aries, South Node to Libra. Uh-huh. There's that there's that hyper individualism that's coming into play. I feel like that's been here. I know, but it's going to get there even harder now. It's going to get more. It's just going to be even more. So what do we do when when you're so how do you stay connected? I know. Well, and I was just trying to like, this is like a big thing for me. I've really been looking into this because I'm like, I like don't think it's a good idea to for people to stop relating. It's a terrible idea. What I don't think it's a good idea for people to stop relating. You're damn right. That's the homework for y'all. Maybe that's the point of this podcast because we were just ripping and rhyming today because we're both kind of going through it. How do you connect? You know, like, and how how can you initiate connection with someone? It doesn't have to be a group, but like reach out, check on people. 
dudes check on dudes everybody check on love on one another give a hug and give people the fucking benefit of the doubt nobody's gonna be fucking perfect with you all the time Ooh, right like give good. people the fucking benefit of the doubt that like they're allowed to fuck up they're allowed to cross you and they maybe sure as fuck didn't mean it either you know and like they deserve you like uh like hearing them out or listening to an apology, right? Like people don't know how to handle an apology even. These, like, I really believe that. Like, what do you do mm -hmm. when someone says sorry to you? How do you apologize? First of all, like that's important. So many people don't do that. Then how do you accept an apology, right? Stop dangling it Thank over you. someone's head ongoing or whatever. Apology like Apology accepted. Yeah. yeah. Like it takes a lot for someone to actually apologize. So that needs to be recognized. And then like, also it just needs to be accepted, whatever. We just need to like be, yeah, better there for each other. And like, I really think give each other more of the benefit of the doubt, but like everybody's seriously hyper-focused on themselves. Like that's, that's pretty much all it is. I like how you said that though, because there's such this dialogue, I think because we went from such like, there were so many people pleasers who are or, yeah. or that that kind of that mindset and now it's like you cross me once and you're fucking done and yeah. it's that mindset and it'll and people are it's it's uh, and obviously if you're dealing with abuse or something we're right. not, not talking to you we're talking about just you know you've been hurt you got walled up you're not letting people in yeah we're we're talking in just the general landscape of emotion right now but there's such a uh, hypervigilance to protect oneself right now. And it's like, you're going to get hurt. I can guarantee you that I'm going to hurt your feelings and that you're going to hurt my feelings. That's what I tell all my friends. And if I do, then let's talk about it. Cause I'm very direct, you know, like I don't have time. I don't want the fluff. Like let's get into it. I know it's so frustrating. Cause then I'm like, why would you just like give up on someone after one little fucking thing that they did wrong when you're clearly fucking a bunch of people over too, you're not fucking perfect. <laughs> like, you know, like it just like, it makes no sense. Nobody, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. The only thing I'm trying to do, like truthfully is like kind of like research this stuff. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so I was just like interviewed on this chick's Instagram live and we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> and, but like, I, we were talking about this as like a bit of a theme in the astrology coming up. And I was saying, you know, like hyper individualism is really going to come into play more and more and more. Um, and I was like, but I don't want people to let, like stop relating. And it's like scientifically, like this is fucking mind blowing to me. Like they're in order to have a good life. You need two things. One is a sense of purpose Two, mm -hmm. quality relationships. So you need yeah. the people around you. Um, but then also when somebody is lonely, literally cut off socially, when they don't have good quality relationships, in 100% of the cases, there is cognitive decline and cardiovascular decline. 100% of the cases. So your hyper-individualism is making you stupider and it's making you pump less blood. Like literally. And if you're cutting somebody else off, you're fucking like really ruining their ability to be a fully functioning human being. So like we need each other quite literally physiologically need each other. That's so interesting too, because so say you're depressed, depression does cause you to isolate. Right. But then say you're on this hyper individual train and you're doing this, you will then become depressed. Even if you're not inclined yeah. to depression, 
because of this. So you can make yourself depressed. That's why people who, you know, the the American work way, which is working 90 hours a week and, and all these people, these attorneys, these, you know, corporate business folks, they are not happy because of their lack of quality relationships. I always stop and listen whenever I hear about like, you know, death doulas who are like, here are the top five things that people say just before they die. You know, it's all the I love same. that stuff. It's all the same. And like, it's it's always like, you know, I wish I didn't work so hard. I wish I spent more time with people I loved. They're like, you know what? I really loved working in my cubicle. And I'm so, I those business reports, God, did they cuddle me? And that the stress to get them in on time, it warmed my heart. The whole point of this is if you're a, if you're a brick wall, if you're hearing this and you're like, I am a brick wall, put put your guard down. Trust somebody. There is somebody out there who loves you, who wants the best for you. I promise. But this also goes for, I would say, like the empath route too, right? Quote unquote empath, which like is like mm-hmm. almost too much emotional availability. <laughs> Right. Like where that's mm-hmm. a problem, which also is funny because in like empaths, sorry to trigger your ass. It's like <laughs> science, like literally believes there's like, there's like an actual definition of this. Like, and it's like an actual problem where they actually take on the feeling of another person. They feel quite literally what the other person is feeling. It's like one to 2% of the population. Everybody mm-hmm. and their fucking mom is walking around being like, oh, I'm an empath. I'm an empath. No, you're fucking not. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. guarantee you're not. If you were an empath. You can't function. Like, yeah, you wouldn't be leaving your fucking house. You're out at the at bar all. right now. Like, you know, like, yeah, you're not a goddamn empath. I wonder what the um what what their astral chart would be. If that would be like a triple Pisces. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, like Pisces sun. Or Pisces like 12 moon. house stuff where it's like uncontrollable, you know, like uncontrollable emotions in the 12th house. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Pisces or 12th house would be like my guess there. Mm-hmm. So emotional unavailability. That's what we want you to think about. How are you? How are you? Are you are you emotionally unavailable? How are you dealing with it? with yourself, with others. And how do we how do we get a hold of this because I'm 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 never worried about like humanity where it's the safest time that we've ever been alive, you know, like but I worry in this aspect about, you know, connections. I see how hard it is for certain people to date, you know, um and and to make these connections. How hard it is for people to connect with their friends, their children. I know it's really it is really hard because like I like truly I don't feel like I have a issue emotionally opening up. However, I recognize how much of an issue people have with receiving it or how much people lack skills of how to handle an emotion <laughs> when somebody else mm-hmm. is like trying to open up to them. Right. So I don't now. Now I block myself off from like friends. Right. That's why someone was telling me before our little argument last weekend like (laughs) like you're so stressed you need to talk to me that fucking Mm. person was like saying that like that's that's like really interesting be vulnerable (laughs) but i'm not emotionally available to hear your vulnerability right i know i think he was though at that point but then it just went south with the other situation that popped up um really but that's interesting because like you know 
I don't know. You need to like find those people that you can trust in. And it's like, I feel like I do. Like I would have no issue like talking to them. It's just like, oh man, the times you do open up, you feel very discounted. Like it feels like, oh nope, it was worth bottling that up. Yeah. <laughs> like that that should have stayed in because now I feel like uh like I'm stupid. That is the worst feeling. Where it's like, oh, you know, like, am I weird? Like when you yeah. when you open up and share something or when you give someone a tender moment and you're like, hey, here's a little piece of my heart. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like, can I have that back? And you've shamed me like this. This interaction has has made me feel shameful and shame is contagious, Betty. Brene Brown said that shame will like it, it'll creep off of me, scurry on the floor, go up your pant leg and choke you. Like shame is contagious, which comes back to not everyone deserves to hear your story. Not everyone deserves to, to know what you're about. You know, you don't have to give them the A to Z, you know, it, but also being open. Like I, I went on a walk with a new friend yesterday and it was lovely, you know, like. But did she get the whole dissertation of who I am? No. Did I get the whole of her? No. We're both intuitive. So it was like we were kind of poking around at each other. But it's just life's about connecting, growing, seeking. And if you're not doing that on an emotional basis, are you doing it with your mind? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, it's going to be different for everybody. I understand that. Of course. But I think, like, one of the things I Googled that I also think is, like, an interesting point is literally in real time, this is, like, such a real-time thing, uh, is that there's a study in Japan that found individuals tend to value emotional restraint and modesty. So uh, Eastern cultures basically lead to lower expression of emotions compared to Western cultures. And that's interesting. So there's like a cultural context too, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, restraining it is better. I don't know. Um, Which I also believe, I feel like there's a power in that restraint, like not. And for me, it's more so to be like, well, I'm not making an emotional decision here, or I'm not reacting out of that space. That's going to like, kind of probably not be super healthy for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I think like it's important for everybody to just figure out like what does work for you emotionally. Like I was not having a great cancer new moon and it was on my fucking cancer moon. You know, it was like yeah. it, it was like a fucking good new moon for me technically, but it's emotional. But I was like recognizing it. I was fine and um, took a shower, was visualizing literally like shit emotions washing off. Like I'm using the element of that. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's literally as simple as taking a walk. And it's like these things you don't think are going to help. Oh my God, getting fresh air, sitting by a tree. Yeah. Like literally just like fucking simple shit. You are a complicated houseplant. Go out. I mean, the first thing I've got people who are clinically depressed right now. And, um, and the first thing, you know, I'm like, okay, like to get you into the routine, you wake up in the morning, do not get on your phone because scrolling social media, that is not the dopamine that we want. Mm-mm. Make it use the bathroom, make a beeline outside, get 10 to 15 minutes of morning sun through your eyeballs, put your feet in the grass, you know, ground yourself. And the the fight that I get on this, what I'm like, I want you to like consider what I'm asking you to do. We're not even getting into the 
to the real complicated stuff. I'm asking you to go outside in sunlight and put your feet in the grass and you are fighting me on this. Mm -hmm. That is clinically shown science. What's up, Dr. Andrew Huberman to work. But the minute you stay in bed and you start scrolling through social media, toast, bud. You're toast. Your day's done. Yes. And it's stagnant. That's a literal definition of like, you're not changing anything. You feel horribly, cripplingly depressed, like laying in bed right now, staring at your phone, right? So why keep doing it? Mm -hmm. You're scrolling. You're trying to get more dopamine. And the thing is, is that so and that's what keeps you addicted to staying on TikTok. That's why during the pandemic, they were like, hey, enough scrolling on TikTok. They were like, why don't you take a break? Because it was making people depressed. Go outside. Like, give yourself a fair chance with this. So you can become emotionally available to the people that you love. Because the thing is that emotionally unavailable people, you can't tell me that you want to walk around like a fucking block the rest of your life. You want to connect with people. Right. It's just you're scared. I will. I refuse to believe that. And I, that's why I'm I'm learning about men. I thought I knew men. You know, I I thought I knew how the brains worked. And with the classes that I'm taking and the research I'm doing. I do not. (laughs) So my goal is to like, is to learn these things and then get it into the hands of other men because I'm there. It's not really my, my, my target audience. You know, I've got like five guy clients. I mean, (laughs) so if I, but if I can get this, and I and just and just speak to other men on it, and then like when I'm ready to talk about it articulately, Jessica, why can I not get that out today? <laughs> but when when I'm ready, I just I I just we need more. I don't know. There's not going to be a whole lot of water energy at play right now. Um, like once cancer season's over, we're gonna be out of water for quite a while well then there you go if we're not going to get it we have to create it and so use leo energy where there's a spark i mean what did you you told me once that leo or aries was the spark leo is bonfire energy you can't you're not at a bonfire by yourself nine times out of ten unless you 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 know you're doing some sort of weird seance in the backyard by yourself a bonfire you are with people so use the energy of leo to get your people together and create an an emotional bonfire an experience of sharing yeah and it doesn't even have to be with the purpose of emotion but it's like get the people that you like around like gather them or something like somehow around some shared common interest Mm -hmm. And just enjoy, like, that, a feeling will emerge from there that gives you that feeling of, like, support, oh, and camaraderie, oh, and, like, Uh, Leo's about to hit, too. (laughs) It is about to hit. It is about to hit. I'm glad that you're studying the brain, too. Like, that's important. That's Aries ruled. Like, that's one of my predictions for the North Node in Aries is we'll have, like, interesting research that comes out about, like, the brain or, like, head traumas or something like that. Like it's mm-hmm. Aries. So good. I think I think that's good. Like, and I feel like that's a way of like understanding, I guess, an emotion. And when emotions aren't actually being felt, you can actually just like research, like, well, how does the brain handle an emotion, right? Intellectualize mm-hmm. it a little more or something, but proactively mm-hmm. pursuing research about emotions, <laughs> fucking trying to figure it out a little more. Mm-hmm. So you're not emotionally terrorizing. I, I don't know what I prefer. An emotional terrorist or someone who, I mean, they're both terrible. 
you know, they are like, both or terrible. emotionally unavailable. An emotionally unavailable person to me is a challenge, you know, because I'm like, I'm going to get in there. And then it becomes like a personal goal for me to be like, I'm going to open you up. I'm going to crack you like a walnut. And I'm going to show you that people can be like amazing and that I can hold this safe space for you. And emotional terrorists kind of scare me because I'm like, y'all are, it's a, that's a hinge. Like, you don't, you didn't read the room, right? Like if you get, you don't read the room and now you're just out here barfing. Like that scares me. I feel like I'm better at handling an emotional terrorist, to be honest. I feel like I can, like, get that person to calm the fuck down. Like, I have no problem <laughs> being like, no, bitch, I know what it's like to feel this fucking unhinged. I get it. I get it. Listen, sit the fuck down. <laughs> I think I have an issue of like, almost like when somebody's emotionally unavailable, I feel like I need to work on making that person question their emotional unavailability rather mm-hmm. than accepting it so much. Cause I don't think I'm getting in a, a healthy, like I don't think emotional unavailability in general is all that healthy because people don't communicate it. Like, right. Yeah. So I think like that, that shame that sets in right or the shutting Mm -hmm. down or whatever if i feel those things i'll usually just be like oh see they're not in a place to handle this right now or whatever i think instead of just accepting that and like absorbing that now i need to start pushing back a little bit and being like so what the fuck like why are you not (laughs) hearing me yeah yeah and you'll get you'll get i'm not afraid to make people uncomfortable in that manner like like let's do it when someone is just unhinged around me, I'm like, because then I'm reading the room and it's, yeah, you know, like it's, I don't mind watching it from afar. So it's funny that we're opposite on the opposite ends of that. Cause I'm like, I, I don't, I deal with this every day. I'm not like in my, <laughs> in my yeah. office. I don't want to deal with this in a public setting where you'll be like, sit down. <laughs> bitch, sit down. Yeah, I have no so, problem. I think that's, I, but that's a good tip. Like, okay, you need, I will tell people like you need to relax, but then if it continues <laughs> in, in to, to escalate, I'm like, mm. yeah. So we've given each other tasks in regards uh-huh. of how to proceed. I mean, I, I don't know where I'm going to come in contact with an unhinged individual, but I guess oh. I should probably put myself out there. I'll find enough of the un- emotionally unavailable ones. Don't worry. <laughs> Ditto. Well, this is, you know, these were just kind of our unhinged thoughts after uh, <laughs> after a long spell of dealing with emotional unavailability. And so it's a bit of a sensitive topic for us, if you can't tell. Seriously. Seriously. So what are you going to do to learn about emotions, be emotional? do something this week anything <laughs> I don't know. just anything anything it doesn't and if it scares you good if it's making you feel uncomfortable great that means that you need to do something about it so but do anything don't just listen to this and be like oh look another great podcast filled with great information coming back to the beginning get your motherfucking toolbox out and use something in it and let's do something about it so we can improve all of us together i just i just googled (laughs) steps to to cultivate 
or to combat emotional <laughs> unavailability. The three things are things that we just said because we're fucking badass. That's Number right. one we, is- There was no research to this. We were just like, got yeah. on here and we're like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah. Number one is increased self-awareness, which is the like, you need to know what you need. Everybody's different. We're all going to handle our stuff differently. You need to know yourself, right? And what you need. Check yourself. Number two is cultivate emotional intelligence, which means understanding (laughs) that other people are different than your ass and they're going to need to be handled differently as well, right? Mm -hmm. Fostering empathy and compassion and whatever. Number three is literally foster vulnerability and trust. Trust, which we said. And also trust yourself. Trust that if you do open up to somebody and they make you feel a certain way and it's shame, you're going to be okay and you're going to get through it. You're not a young little child anymore. You are going to be okay. And then go to that. You, I, If you don't have someone that you can trust, my God, does my heart go out to you. Truly. Truly. Yeah. But know that you're going to be okay. You know, and then, and then if you trusted the wrong person with your vulnerability or emotions, then Let's find some, let's find some new peeps. Let's find some new friends. Especially if that's somebody who says that they fucking care about you in any sort of way, but then they're that emotionally unavailable against your little bit of trust. That for me is where I'm like, push back, push back. You're going to be fine, but like, you're probably going to be less fine if you just accept that, you mm-hmm. know, and you absorb that shame or whatever, that lack of trust in you. Um, push back. Why ask them Why? Why the fuck? Like, if they're not giving you any good reason, they're just shutting you the fuck down when you're trying to trust them. Mm-hmm. Push back. Push back. And get get fucking clarity on that. Otherwise, you're going to ruminate all over it. Oh, and you'll make the absolute inaccurate assumptions. You'll internalize it, think it's something about you. Yeah, and then, and then create. And that's that's the detriment of emotional unavailability. When you don't push back, you will internalize those interactions and make it about you. So you got some homework. We all do. I mean, Ryan and I aren't just giving homework and not doing it. Mm-hmm. There are some applications that we can. <laughs> I know there really are. There really are. <laughs> I'm going to have to like think about this for a second, honestly, because yeah. based on just things in our lives. Um, okay. Well, I'm feeling okay. Are you, how are you feeling? I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel better. You know, like I feel like I'm. Do you? Yeah. And no, because I'm just like. I feel anxious. I feel like I need to do something about this. Yeah, I'm just like, how do I, how, how do you start these conversations that you've been trying to start? Or do I walk away from it and just do, or do I push back? And, or, you know, so I I need, I'm going to develop a game plan for myself in regards to this and and so i feel better i do feel better i think that this um this chat has illuminated some things that i need to work on yeah no ditto 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 i'm trying to separate the fact that i always feel better when i talk to you but then also it's just (laughs) (laughs) but then the conversation also had its own benefits of feeling better from as well It's not um, easy for me to be vulnerable, you know, like it is yeah, not, it's, I don't think most it's people... easy for me to share stories, but like on this, like, I don't, you know, like I am that person for so many people. So for me to hop on and be like, I don't know, that's not a, something easy for me to say, or like, we, how, how do I, and how do I fix it? Like when I see these people that I can't do something for it, like it haunts me. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, 
what do you mean that I can't help? And so, you know, no. so honestly, throughout this whole conversation, I've been mildly uncomfortable, um, which is nice. That's a nice feeling. I mean, I, I truly do mean that because I love yeah. getting outside of my comfort yeah. zone. So I'm like, I'm uncomfortable because I don't know the answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like as much as you know that you can help someone or maybe like we know certain steps to take or whatever, the, there's also the understanding that like you can't really make these decisions for people. They have to decide things right. for themselves to yeah. can't heal. You can't heal someone. You can just facilitate a healing process yeah. to occur. They actually heal themselves, right? Like they're the ones that are going to have to deal with this. You can only lead the horse to water. And it's like, yes. why would you not drink this it's hot out are you not thirsty i know you cannot drink the water for the horse you cannot (laughs) so yeah i feel i feel good i feel uncomfortable but like i said i'm just i'm twisted because i'm like ooh, there's work to do here yeah um and how can how can i be better and do better so we'll have to have a we'll we'll have to do an update next week Mm-hmm. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, do a little chitty chat. Um. All right. Well, in the meantime, go about your days, feel your feels, think your thoughts. Be present. Don't block people off or else. Yeah. And let me let me also leave you with this. The the Britney Spears Will I Am song came out today, which apparently is like a deep fake or some shit. I don't know. Totally off topic. <laughs> but I'm like, what do you guys think about it? I mean, <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything, but it, it's a terrible song. Number one, that's all I got to say. It's literally like awful. It's just terrible. But then also like the conspiracies around it are just mind blowing. So let yeah. me leave you with that. That's all. Go look it up. Get, in, get into the ra- <laughs> that rabbit hole. See what that does for your emotional health. <laughs> Don't do it when you first wake up, though. Okay, go outside, get sunlight, drink water, put your feet in the ground. Or if you do, let us know what happens. Yeah, let us know how your day was fucked. All right, well, on that, (laughs) we love all of you and rate the podcast, son. Yes, rate it. Thank you. We'll rate you back. Bye. Bye.